Shalom Aleichem, Kindalach. Here is a story that takes us back 500 years. In the year Reish Samachalaf, this is over 500 years ago, um, a Jew arrived in the famous city of Krakow. Some call it Kruke. It's a very famous city in Poland, a very large city with lots of Jews. A Jew showed up that nobody knew who he was. They knew he came from Spain. He came there after the expulsion of the Jews. The Jews were expelled and thrown out of Spain during the Inquisition. He came from Spain. His name was Rabbi Yosef Yezefa. Rabbi Yosef Yezefa, that was his name. Not only was he a great Talmud Chachem, who knew a lot of Torah, he was also a big tzaddik. He was about 50 years old. And he moved to Krakow, and people after a short while noticed that he's really a big tzaddik, and that he has nothing to do with the pleasures of this physical world of Olam he doesn't enjoy food and nice food and nice drinks. He has nothing to do with the pleasures of the world. He's completely busy with learning Torah and davening and serving Hashem day and night. Also, he never married. He was 50 years old and never got married. He lived in Krakow for 30 years till he was in his 80s. For 30 years, he lived a life where he had nothing to do with the physical world. He only ate a piece of bread and water, and that's it. The minimum he needed to live, but he didn't have any pleasure from the physical world. And everybody was very respectful to him. They saw that he was a very holy person. But he never talked to anybody. He was very quiet. He sat in shoulder and learned. Then something surprising happened. At that time in Krakow, there was a famous man, his name was Reblevi. Reblevi was a very rich businessman who had a large business and his business he did with many, many paritzim, right? Noblemen, paritzim in the area that would buy his merchandise. He also was a big baltzadaka his house was always open to the poor. Anybody who wanted to eat could come into his house. Reblevi had a son, Yosef. Yosef got married to the daughter of Rabavram, the goldsmith. Rabavram, the goldsmith, is, used to make jewelry from gold. This Rabavram, the goldsmith, was a big Yerushalayim. His daughter married Reb Yosef, the son of Levi. And so, after he got married, uh, Rabbi Yosef got married to the daughter of Rabbi, Rabbi Avram, the goldsmith. He went into the business with his father, Rabbi Levi, the father of Rabbi Yosef. And he started doing a lot of business with his father's business. He was very successful. He was very smart and clever. He knew a lot of languages. He knew a lot of things about the world. And the Pritzim and the noblemen, they loved him. 
and every time he would come to their mansions and houses to sell some merchandise from his father, they would invite him in and they loved talking to him because he was a very smart person and he knew a lot of things. And Rabbi Yasef, because he had a lot of connections now with Pritzim and important people, so the Jews in Krakow would ask Rabbi Yasef often to ask the Parits to help a Jew who needed help. So whenever a Jew needed help with something, they would come to Rabbi Yasef, and Rabbi Yasef would speak to the Parits, and because he was loved by the Parits, the Parits would help the Jew. So he did a lot of favors to a lot of people. And Rabbi Yasef had to travel a lot for business, especially one of the places he traveled a lot was Prague. He went to Prague for business. One day, he went to Prague for business, sold his merchandise, and made a lot of money. And he came back with his wagon and horses and his helper. He had a helper that helped him with the merchandise. And they came back, they went back, they traveled back to Krakow. On the way, they were attacked by robbers the robbers unfortunately killed them, killed Rabbi Yosef and the helper, and robbed them of all their money. No, Rabbi Yosef left his wife, the wife who he married, the daughter of Rabbi the goldsmith. They didn't have any children. You know what happens if a woman, her husband dies, and they're not, they didn't have any children, and the husband who died has a brother that is alive. Then the brother is alive as they give a chalitza. She can't get married to anybody else unless the brother of the husband who died gives a chalitza. Chalitza is a formula like a get, but not exactly. He has to do something similar to what we do with a get, where she can now marry someone else. Unless she gets chalitza, she can't get married to anybody else. Usually chalitza is done with a shoe, learn about it, in the Chomish, Pashas Kiseitzei, and usually it's done in front of a Bezdin. So they did it, and usually they were considered a special mitzvah to do a chalitza. And at the end of the chalitza, the brother of Rabbi Yosef gave chalitza to his sister-in-law, right, his, his brother's wife. And um, at the end of the chalitza, the Bezin would give her a bracha, a special bracha, that she should get married and find a husband and have children. And also what they would announce is after the chalitza that anybody who wants to marry her should know that she's available, and if she wants to, then they can marry her. Of course, she also has to want. <coughs> Nobody uh, married her. And a little while passed by, and a strange thing happened. The old man, Rabbi Yosef Yisfa, they called him the Holy Sephardi Jew, because he was a holy man. He didn't learn all day, didn't partake, and didn't use, enjoy any of the pleasures of the world. He lived a life like a malach, like an angel. He showed up to the basin and said, I didn't think of getting married. Thought I was going to stay unmarried till the rest of my life and just learn and daven all day. But for some secret reason, which I can't tell you, I decided that I should marry 
this Chalutza, this wife of Rabbi Yosef, and she got Chalitza from Rabbi Yosef, her husband, her dead husband's brother, I'd like to marry her. People were quite shocked because Rabbi Yosef, Yosef was then, what, almost 80? She was still a young woman. So the best decided, listen, Rabbi Yosef, Yosef is a holy tzaddik. So I don't want to say no to him. So they said, okay, we'll talk to her. We'll see what she says. So they invited the wife of Rabbi Yosef to come to the Bezdin. When she came to the Bezdin, before the Bezdin was able to tell her why they called her in, she burst out crying. She cried and cried and cried. Finally, she calmed down and she said to the Bezdin, there was something that has been bothering her. And she said it has something to do with her father, who is already in Olam Emes in Gan Eden for many years. Father passed away a long time ago. And he came to her in a dream already five, six times and told her to do something. But she can't decide to do it, whether to do it, to listen to him or not to listen to him. She can't decide it. Um, so after a while, the, the Bezin said to her, why don't you tell us what the dream was? She, she was afraid to tell them. She didn't want to tell them. Finally, she agreed to tell them. And she said, she, first of all, she started crying again. She said that the first time my father came to my dreams, he was dressed in Shabbos clothes and put his hands on my head and gave me a bracha and wished me Mazel Tov. And he says the reason he's wishing me Mazel Tov because in Shemaim it was decided that you should marry this holy Sephardi tzaddik, Rabbi Yosef Yisra. When she woke up and she says, after the first time her father came to her dreams, she was like very shaken by the dream. She didn't know what to do. But then a few days passed and her father came back, told her you need to get married to this tzaddik. But again, she couldn't get herself to do it. She didn't take it seriously. And then again he came. And then he told her very strongly, seriously, you must marry him. He says, this is what the best in Shemaim decided. And then her father said, if you, if you do what I tell you, you will have a son. But if you don't, it won't be good for you. And all this she's telling in front of the Dayanim who are asking her why she's crying. When the Dayanim heard this, they looked at each other and said, wow, they were like shocked. And they said to her, actually, the reason we called you because of Yezifah said, he wants to marry you. So here the woman uh, realized that this is Menashemayim. Her father is telling her she needs to marry him. And basically, came to the Bezden separately, told them that he needs to marry her, and he didn't want to say why. So she decided, okay, she has to marry him because, because that's what it's, it's decided in Shemaim. Now in Krakow, there was a custom that if a chalutza, a woman whose husband died and, and the brother of the husband gave chalitza to her, when, they, when she got married to another man, they would make a big deal about it because they felt there was a big mitzvah, chalutza, her husband died and she got chalitza from, from her brother-in-law. So it's a mitzvah to marry her off and everybody would come to the wedding. Then we would take care of the wedding. 
He also had a minhag by a wedding of a chalutza that all the kahanim of the city would come from 13 years up. All those that were kahanim from 13 years and older would stand in two lines dressed in their talesim and kittel. And the chasen kala would walk between them, between the two lines, and the kahanim would give them the birkes kahanim, the they would all say the bracha for the chasen and kala. This was an old minig, and the minig was also to do the wedding in the courtyard of the shul. That was the minig. When it was a wedding of a chalutza, everybody came, it was in the courtyard of the shul, and they had this minig with the kahanim. And everybody gave some money for the wedding. Everybody felt that this wedding with the holy Sephardi uh, Jew, Rabbi Yosef Yesva, and this woman who lost her husband, <coughs> they felt that there was something very strange and mysterious about it. They knew there was something holy about it. <coughs> it's not a simple story because everybody heard about the dreams she had with her father telling him, telling her she needs to marry him. And now he showed up in Bezin that for some mysterious reason, he needs to marry her. Everybody understood there was something deep and important going on here. They got married, and everybody in the community got together and paid for buying them a house so they have a place to live, and they supported him and his wife. And, and then a, and a year later, they had a son. They called him Eliyahu. Why Eliyahu? After Eliyahu Navi. Before the boy Eliyahu became two years old, his father started teaching him Torah. And he continued to teach him himself. He didn't go to Cheder. The father taught his boy, Eliyahu Torah. And didn't let him go to Cheder to learn from Alamdim, from teachers. He taught him himself. When Eliyahu became seven years old, his father took him with him every night when he went for Tikkun Chatzais. You know, it's a great tzaddikim. Say in the middle of the night, they sit on the floor and they cry for the Chobam Beis Amikdash. The special tefillahs and prayers, we say. So he would take his son at a yo from the year age seven to go with him to say Tikkun every night in the middle of the night. Also told him not to talk much to people, not only in other things, but even in Torah, not to speak to people. And he would take him in a special room and learn with him Torah. Two weeks before Eliyahu was supposed to be bar mitzvah, Rabbi Yosef Yesva called his wife over told her, you should know that my neshama is going to Gan Eden. I will not be at our son's bar mitzvah. He told her not to cry too much when he, when he goes up to Gan Eden. And he says, you, he says to his wife, he's still young, not old. So if you find another shidduch, somebody you, should, you shouldn't, shouldn't worry, you should get married. And soon our son, I want you to know, our son Leo will be by mitzvah soon. And shortly after the mitzvah, he's going to want to go to yeshivas far away outside the city of Krakow. So I'm telling you not to stop him because he needs to go. I want you to know that our son is a very holy neshama. And he said, from the day that your previous husband was killed, I was told that I'm supposed to marry you so that we can have a son who has a very holy neshama 
and he will bring goodness to the whole world. And he will start uh, to teach people in a way that will bring Mashiach, and there will be many generations coming from him, all of which will, will bring Mashiach to Keno. Then Rabbi Yosef Yesva, when he finished talking to his wife, he called the leaders of the community of Krakow and he thanked them for being so kind to him with the wedding and they supported him and his wife and his son and he asked them to continue to support his wife and son because he's going to be mystalic soon, he's going to be nifter, he's going to pass away from the world and he asked them to continue to bless them and he blessed the community and the heads of the community and he passed away. Eliyahu, the boy, said Kaddish for his father, learned Mishnayis in, in the minion uh, for the neshama of his father. And people saw for the first time how he davens and how he learns Mishnayis. And everybody saw that this young boy, even though he's very young, he's still 13 years old, he's a very, very special neshama, a holy neshama. He's a big, very, has a, he's a big tzaddik. And he knows a lot how to learn. Then the Bar Mitzvah came. They made the whole community, made a big bar mitzvah. And his mother came, she was very proud of him. And then a few weeks after his bar mitzvah, Eliyahu came to his mother and says, Mom, I want to leave Krakow, I want to go to Yeshiva far away. His mother did not stop him. She remembered what her husband told her before he died. And he left the house and for 40 years. For 40 years, we don't know what happened to him during those 40 years. Right? He went to study in yeshivas. We don't know where. But the next thing we hear about him is when he's in the year, he left Krakow in the year Shin Yud. And when he came, when he left Krakow until the year Shin Nun, that's when he, Shin Nun, that's when he showed up in the city of Vermeiser in Germany, and he became famous there, and he became famous as Rabbi Leo Baal Shem. He was one of the first Baal Shems. Uh, after him was his Talmud, Rabbi Yoel Baal Shem. Rabbi Yoel had the Talmud, Rabbi Adam Baal Shem. And after Rabbi Adam, came Rabbi Yisrael Baal Shem, who is known as the Baal Shem Tov, as we all know, the founder of Hasidus. But really, the beginning of Hasidus starts with Rabbi Leo Baal Shem. Because he started teaching Kabbalah and he opened a big yeshiva of a big Talmud Chachamim, came to him, the Maral of Prague learned by him in his yeshiva, and many others studied in his yeshiva. This is the story of Abdiyah Bashem, how he was born. <laughs>